Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Classic Quest with HSR and your boy Chris Crow. Oh, I. I Go. And, and Bonnie. I didn't, I didn't get <laughs> the memo to do this. I apologize. <laughs> he started it. I don't know. With our with our third appearance of Bonnie, I know who she is. I just wanted to start this off by Excellent. saying that you're a little late. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Chris, please introduce the album so you have your moment of glory again in the podcast. Before so Bonnie, steals for this it. great yeah. week's album, we decided to listen to the notorious B.I.G. His album, Ready to Die. Yes, Ready we did. Uh, so a little bit of stats on the album. Came out September 13th, 1994. Dope. Mm-hmm. It has four singles on it, which we'll get to. The The Notorious B.I.G. is comprised of the man Christopher Wallace himself. Yep. Um, as His you, name, right? As you may well, have known. Kind of fantastic a little bit. Puff Daddy <laughs> was heavily present on this album. Yeah. Yep, back yep. when Puff Daddy was... Well, actually, he's I didn't back know to Puff, Puff Daddy. Daddy. Yeah, he cool switched his name like, like a bunch of times. So he just decides to go back and forth. So it went from Puff Daddy to P. Diddy. To Diddy, Diddy yep. to Puff Daddy. Okay, no, so. back to P. Diddy to Puff Daddy. No, no, no. Daddy. Wasn't it um, his real name at one point? No, Sean Coombs has just always been part of the deal, right? That's when he's acting and he appears okay. in shit like yeah, yeah. the That's second Carlito's way. No, but like when he's acting, they still put like... No, no, no. His... Like we're talking 2000s It's like movies. Sean Diddy Okay, Combs. okay. Right, right? okay, like, okay this okay. is like... Like look at the credits on the... the I believe it's the second Carlito's way movie and it's okay. like Sean Diddy Coombs. Like, no, but... As a rapper, but they still got the Diddy there, though. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Sean Coombs. Gotta represent. <laughs> nah, but more, he was just there, unfortunately, a lot on this album. I am not a big Puff Daddy fan. Fuck him. I don't really give a shit. I like Bad Boy because they happen to manage to get great artists, but then he shows up and <laughs> kind of just anyway, down. So Bad Boy is the record label, as y'all know, and they have lots of drama and lots of crazy shit. And if you want to hear about that, we're going to talk about it when we review the other Biggie album because it seems a lot more relevant to it than Ready to Die back when Biggie and Pac were cool with each other and everybody was happy, you know? Yep, 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 yep. yep. So... I was actually expecting a little bit of beef, but then I was like, oh, no, 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 this is when they were like, still like, no, they were still buddies. They were still, they were working on stuff together. Yeah. Well, they had some connections to each other back in the day. I I know that they were like, they knew each other. There was at least a few instances where they're on, they're on stage performing together. I think they did at least once. East side to the West side. Is that the song? No, I don't know. That's a whole different song. But, uh, I know that I've seen, I looked into a lot of their, bringing, both sides together is a beautiful thing. Well, they haven't really separated <laughs> no, they haven't at that really se- point, they Basically, right? they were just two artists working together before beef started. That's, that's all it really was. Like, they weren't okay, like buddy-buddy, like but it was like... No, no, no. It's, it's a little more complicated than yeah. that in terms of the West Coast versus the East. But let's say that they were cool with each other and respected each other and had performed and done some level of stuff together pre this, then pocket shot at one point. And yeah. I don't have the date yeah. on hand cause I wasn't expecting this, but <laughs> then after pocket shot, Diddy releases the track who shot ya allegedly without Biggie even being aware this was happening. Now from what I understand yeah. of Biggie's personality, he was really just a chill dude who was about the music. He was very shit. laid back though. I find like, that's it. That's well like, so like, Puff kind of handled a lot of the business shit and when shit got released and pushed certain types of things on him and Big just kind of did his thing and was sitting there. And so when Puff chose to release Who Shot Ya 
at that exact moment, it kind of led up to the moment of Pox Paranoia sparking the beef and a few other things. Don't know that much about it yet. That's why I'm going to delve more in. It's, it's so fascinating. I've spent the entire week listening and watching various videos related to the West Coast, East Coast, rap beefs in general. I, I look forward to getting into it. Oh, it's going to be a very intense Oh, discussion. there are some serious fucking beefs to discuss in the future on various episodes. So there's a lot to go on about. And the next album has a lot more to do with the beef, I believe, than this album. So right. we're not going to touch very it. Interested. Yeah. Very interested. Very right, interested. So Chris, when did you discover the Notorious Big? Uh, I actually discovered B.I.G. back when uh, you know the movie Hardball uh, with uh, Keanu yes. Reeves and all that, and Big Pop I like was it playing. When you call me Big Pop. Yeah, I was actually I was watching it with my on. dad, and everybody oh, got a little bit of a tear at that scene when everybody just starts singing the song. So You can get that pitch up. Yep, yep, yep. For real, I'm yep. feeling it. In I was feels. young though. I was young too. Like it wasn't. It wasn't like last year or something. It was. Yeah, I yeah. was. I was it's young, and so I. I actually put uh, Big Papa on my MP3 player. Okay. And uh, jamming to that. I also knew Juicy. I also oh, knew. Who doesn't know Juicy? Um, things don't change. Give me the loot. Like I actually heard more of Biggie in my life than I did Tupac, just because of the people I chilled with and Fair. knew. Like they listened to Tupac, but it was just okay. more vibe, I guess. More of a more of like a. Uh, no, I understand, and there's a, a big camp difference, and I guess we'll go into that later on. Bonnie, when did you find out about Biggie? Uh, um, last week. <laughs> no, I learned about Biggie probably in like high school. Okay. Like I remember hearing, um, I love it when you call me Big Papa. Um, <laughs> I remember hearing that in high school. Um, I'm definitely sure that, that um, one girl probably in particular introduced me to it. Um, Friends from a friend. Yeah. Most, most of the time it's yeah. like that. Okay, so. But that's the only song I ever knew. That's not true. Maybe, here, I think. And here's some fucking proof. I never thought that hip hop would take it this far. Now I'm in the limelight cause I rhyme tight. It's time to get paid, blow up like the world trade. What? Don't say that. Anyway, so as you can see, we have but, a video see? and then some Bonnie <laughs> rapping along to Juicy. At the, at the beginning, I don't even know this song. And that's fine, but at this moment, you okay, lied to everybody okay, because right, you knew right, that song. Okay, I've heard that song that one time before. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> you didn't hear it. You also recited it. I recited it. So, I wrapped some, it. Some flow. I, yes, I did cherry pick yes. the parts to make sure she looked good. <laughs> Uh, I always look good. We'll see about that. Oh. <laughs> oh, Biggie, fuck. Come on, I knew about Biggie forever. Who doesn't know about Biggie? Like, since high school. Fair. I've known about Biggie. Fair, fair, fair. I didn't fair. listen to a lot of Biggie, and this is the first time I've ever gone through Ready to Die the whole way through, but fuck, man, partying bullshit, fucking, everybody knows Juicy, Hypnotize, uh, Mo Money, Mo Problems. I could probably list every hit he's done and no parts of it. I've just never been the biggest Biggie fan. Fair uh, enough. Not the biggest fan. And let, let's be real. Uh, funny. Throughout <laughs> this whole album review process, I've, I've managed to be forced to listen to a lot of different things. And I had a, a, a rude awakening, we can say, into how surprised I was when I really dealt. And I like I listened to this album at work over the week, and I even texted her. I was like, I don't know if I'm feeling this shit. Yeah, it's true. 
then I reviewed the album, like paid attention and gave it my like, and I was like, fuck me. This is not at all what I expected on the exception of fuck me. Okay. So what did you guys think of the title? Well, I loved it when I really thought about it. Um, I understand what it means to be in that place where you are ready to die and you are willing to do pretty much anything to achieve the means that you're at. Now, I'm not saying I am currently there, but a younger me understands... Relax yourself. You are magical (laughs) and shit, but relax yourself. A younger me was in a lot darker place, and I understand it. And it was really... Once you get into the album, it, it brings it to life in a whole new way you weren't even expecting. Especially with the cover, but we'll get to that. Chris, what did you think? Uh, just given the title of the album, I was like, okay, this is going to be some dark shit. Going through the album, it helped me understand the album title a little more. Exactly. Of what yeah. the yeah. album really meant, yeah, right? So we felt the same way, Bonnie. Yes. Yeah, more important. Same, because, I mean, you know that... Ah, useless. I mean, that's... No new opinions. Well, I'm not going to be able to give you something new. It's exactly the same. Relax, okay? <laughs> but it did, it did give me one thing, though. It did allow me to pre-assume that it's he's accepted the lifestyle okay like he's accepted yeah. where he there comes from where that he was gets... added value miss bunny don't yell at her do you know what a yell is this is not yelling this is patronizing oh okay oh. and then maybe because of the title then we're gonna learn about what's gonna happen and the things that are going to take place okay, on okay. this album what really fucked with me and in real life so the baby on the white background and the nothing else really just making the ready to die standing there and like the notorious bird. Hold on, hold on. I have a theory behind that. Now, you know how there's this whole theory when you die, you kind of get reborn. Imagine the white light of the tunnel being like you right, coming right. reborn, yeah. right? So being ready to die, I felt like going through life and the album, how it's going to explain his life and what he feels up until the point he obviously made the last track symbolization of the baby of him just sitting there as a baby it kind of just shows like is it a cycle kind of like given that nas's album came out about five months earlier yeah do you think that biggie saw the nas album and then decided, oh, clearly, clearly, then decided clearly. to write. Hold on. Then decided to make sure that we got plenty of experiences of his birth on this album. Yep. It, yes, there's a. But <laughs> I, hold on, hold on. I have, I have. Hold on. The only difference I have to say is just Nas took the face. All right. It was symbolic okay, of then, like the face. I thought Biggie started... just was like plop. Here's me. Like me. But that's what it is. That's what it is. It's but it's not. But like right front and center, and this standing is out in front of a of that, whole white background. And, and that's that's Maybe exactly that it. That's exactly and it. And you got to consider the fact that this album has a lot of vulnerability on it. Okay. Uh-huh. A lot of paranoia. And really, it's just like this inside of Biggie is this young child that thing. And he is in this big white background, and the world is huge and scary. And I love No, and that's. And, and I like that it shows that he's actually not that big. Like, he's a baby, he's little, and he's not like even a fat baby. He's just a little baby. Well, we're all little so babies like when we start. Of being he happened baby. to grow up into a giant man. He's a very, very yeah. A very <laughs> lovely, loud Jamaican man named Chris. I think it's about time to talk about the intro. Like I said, Biggie wanted us to start this fucking thing with him being born. Yep. Like, the very beginning. That's how the album. <laughs> Out, boom, he's there. <laughs> but you know what? I find it funny that he did that because it's like birth, 
like the birth of the album, There's the birth of Biggie. There's nothing funny about it. It's I found just it a little amusing. Real. Yep. It's just in your face, and the way. He but that's why it's funny because it's real. And the because way he it's sampled. And like. And the way he sampled in this Superfly. Fuck, this music that was just as he got older, the music aged with him. That yeah. was cool. Yeah, it was harsher, that was rappier. Cool. The more that he was got, cool. like, then you got into trouble, and he ended up in some jail, yeah. and then. The mean old police officer at the end said, I'm certain going to see you back in. Now, Biggie did go to jail for about nine months. I think it was in 91. And it may have been involved with the sale of a certain narcotic that we know as crack. No, Uh, it was... um, Was it not crack? It was 87. He was 17. Okay. Was it not crack? Um, Well, it was possession of drugs. So crack. And for holding up... The the train that we oh, hear yeah, about the that train. was an actual thing that happened. The train in the in the song when he yeah. when him and his boy before right before he goes to jail. Right, right, That's right. an actual thing. Yeah. And that happened, and then he gets out, and the mean old police officer doesn't believe him. It was truly one of the best intros to be called intro I've ever heard in the world of intros. And it's true because he had just okay. come out of. He just came out of prison, and then that's when he started doing his rap. Yeah. When, so when he, that's when he re- started releasing music and making more music and becoming popular. So for him, that was his stepping point into rap, and this is where we're coming from off of this song. funny how he actually changed after he went to jail. I feel like... So did Remy Ma. Bro, I'm telling you, I watched a Breakfast Club interview with Remy Ma that we linked in the Headspace episode. Fair. And uh, she is apparently the model citizen. She does not break the law. She moved to a state that it was Well, cool you hear it in her voice. Everything. You hear it in her lyrics. Like, it's not... It, it, when we, Okay, we're not uh, talking about that. Watch well, Headspace. Y'all want to check it out? <laughs> Go check out that anyway, podcast. But with... Um, with Biggie, you also hear it in his lyrics. That's about a plant. But, yeah. But we'll get to his lyrics when there are real lyrics to talk no, about. No, of course, of course. I'm just yeah. saying that it's nice to see that Biggie gave us that... Um, the intro. I, I did... You know what, man? I feel like there's something to these albums we're reviewing on this quest. Now, I'd like to throw it in. This is a concept album. In the same way Illmatic is a concept album. Yeah. In the okay. same way that... Uh, it tells a story. Beginning well, maybe Straight Outta Compton is not so much of a concept album. Well, besides issues. rebelling. Yeah. But in general, Ready to Die, you can tell that there's a story to the album. And I'm sure that this intro is not the first thing he recorded on it. I'm certain they heard the album and at least most of the way through and this came to them. Like, this is the perfect way to start it. And it sets a tone and it creates this wonderful experience that we're about to go on. And I'd like to say that relative to a lot of things like this, I've rated like shit. It's got a four on five. You know what? I, I actually, I don't know if it's because we did Nas Illmatic, but I felt like the intro to Biggie was also kind of like the intro of Genesis. Um, a little bit. Not like... Not the whole fact that I get it; it's a different scenario. Know, but you're right. But it's there the was that kind of process setting. of the city I'm, and the way he. I'm lived willing to and, bet, though, yeah. if we delve into hip hop, a lot of intros were kind of "I'm this, I'm hard, this is who I am." Maybe mm-hmm. there was like the Biggie you know, story like and Nas's story. Well, their stories were like just real. And, and the what's interesting is that a lot of their stories. Just, I'm giving it a 3.5 on five. I thought it was good. It was a cool intro. Again, you're like, here's his story before you know he's kind of you know, starts off his music and just kind of telling you the time, the era, what he's going through, his family life, how he grew up, and where he's at kind of as he's starting this journey with us. No, straight up, I gave it a four on five as well. I liked the way he did it. I liked the way he implemented his lifestyle. It was, it and was his just life. cool. It was just a good song. It was a good song. Yeah. All right.
but you know what? Things don't change. <coughs> but things done change. So, like, I have never listened to this album before, like I said. I don't yeah. think I've ever heard this song before, and I've never really taken Biggie seriously. And then this song fucking just started, and I was like, okay. Now, I've come to appreciate the slower sides of rap over the, the, the last little while, and then his flow kicks in, and I'm like, okay, I get it. Look, I understand it. You guys have all fucking, you didn't, Biggie convinced me. His flow is next <laughs> level, and I, I, dude, nobody else can deliver it like that, and nobody else is, is that, and that is fucking cool, and I have to give him all due diligence and fucking props, and look, the beat is fucking sick, the track is fucking hype, it's a straight five on yeah. five. It's a, it's a tale that is like, look, back then I sold crack, now I rap, things changed. And he does it with beauty, and I really <laughs> liked it. I gave it a four out of five. Fuck off. <laughs> this is not going to be fun. If I gave it a like four this. out of five. I liked it. It was really, really good. It was really, 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 really fucking good. The message was good. The story was good. The way that he was like, he just came out of jail from the intro, and then it was like, Things done change, and it's like yeah. every everything around him is just different. It was really good. Uh -huh. I just, Chris, 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 I have a question. Yeah, you remember back in the day how he was knee deep in the crack game, <laughs> and now I do. He I got really saved do. by the rap game. I I Fuck respect off, Chris, that. No, I respect that. I respect that life change. I do. I just. Biggie oh, no, sometimes. I just Biggie mark. sometimes. I kind of just go like. Oh, okay, oh that was cool, and then he, he lost it. contributing. Just, nah. Fuck you. You cannot make My that statement. opinion says it's not as good. You know what? You know what? Fuck you. Give, give us a reason. What did you not like about I this I don't like. I don't like his flow sometimes. What straight about up, it? Straight, I don't like the weird pauses, the weird... It's all about rhyme patterns for me. timing is perfect. I know. Don't get me wrong. I like the way he delivers some of the tracks, but sometimes I'm just kind of like... I'm in this vibe, and I like what he's saying, and I'm going along with the rhyme scheme, and then he cuts it, and I'm like, whoa. But he never... It's not that that makes a difference. Just... It's the fact that sometimes when he speaks, you can't even understand what he's saying. What? Oh, you are so Here we go. Here we go. No, no, no. Not oh, in this song. Not in this podcast. song. But exactly like you were doing before. I don't know what you're talking about. That is not what Biggie like, does. That was me, not Biggie. That's kind of what Hold he's in. Like. I don't no, sound like some, Biggie. Sometimes there, I have to admit, though, sometimes you don't really understand what he says. But I think it's a little easier for you me and you. Hold on, shut up. Ignorant. I think shut up, shut up. I think you and me understand because we're artists and we fill in words. Because I would understand, like even my girl looked at me and she's like, "I don't get what he's saying." Sometimes I'm like, "What do you mean you don't get it?" And then we'd read the verses. She's like, I don't hear, like, this line or, like, this word. Yeah, and then I, I, I understand crazy. where they come from, maybe. No, I get what he's saying. All y'all. Listen, Biggie is one of the clearest fucking rappers. I was shocked at how I didn't really need the lyric sheet. I could just listen to it. Well, in this song, yeah. No, in pretty much the whole album. But just sometimes when he's singing, it's just very difficult. Look, to, like, I have understand. heard a lot of pop songs where I can barely fucking understand the fuckers. So, like, Biggie Dud well with this intricate well and it's the timing man none of this shit is off time when he cuts it it's it's he invents flows upon flows upon flows find ways to prove it on the next track bonnie what did you give it i gave it a four on five um i thought it was a great song you know we get to you know he's talking about how things have changed um from the past and how things used to be a lot more peaceful and happy and people got along and now it's 
you know, not really like that anymore. There's a lot more violence and crime and it's not safe and kids can't even play outside where he grew up anymore because of the, uh, he says about the chalk lines and um, he talks about the stresses in his life, including the fact he says that his mom has cancer and I found out that she had gone through uh, two bouts of breast cancer and survived. So yeah, good for her. And Mrs. Wallace. Yeah. And so he's just kind of talking about that. You're getting to know his life. And he is talking. This is the first time where you get to like really see his flow and well hear his flow. It's amazing. And it is really good. It's amazing. Be- it's already better than I expected. There's like no rapper that could do that flow and make it sound good. That's why it's amazing. Think about it. You try to do that flow I, it sound I, weak. No, when Biggie I, does I it, don't disagree. Okay, I just, Chris, give me the loot. Give me the loot. This song is cool. Well, let's let Bonnie <laughs> talk first. All right. Okay. Shut up, Well, um, I like the jazzy, scratchy DJing bit at the beginning to start mm-hmm. with. Um, <laughs> I liked... So it kind of... It just talks about him wanting to be uh, a dad a little bit and then in the... In the, cor- in the chorus. Portion. Okay. Um, and then the chorus is super catchy. Give me the loop. Give me the loop. Give me the loop. You know, so it's a fun I'm song to like sing along to. So, okay, then what happens is that him and his buddy, um, they steal a car. And yeah. then they get chased by the cops. And mm-hmm. then they're like, well. I love how she says it so generically. Like, it's just happened all the time. <laughs> well, you know, chased by the cops. Like, to be fair, when Biggie raps about it, he kind of makes yeah, it sound like yeah, it's yeah. Tuesday. Yeah, and he's just like, well, well, you know, I have to kill if I have to. And then he has to. And then he kills the cops. And he says, take that, motherfuckers. And Did you wait all day to say that? Yeah, a little bit. No. You see it in her face. Okay. <laughs> okay. And yeah, so it's just kind of telling you about how bad he is and that he don't give a fuck and he just wants the money and yeah, that's it. I thought it was so cool how he had like the old Biggie voice and the young kid Biggie voice. Mm-hmm. And, it was, like, he and he was really good. Two characters on this song and I bet when he rapped it, he just flipped between them I thought it was cool, like the way like it sounded so different, you know, like. And uh. I like how at Genius.com, it's like, young, erratic Biggie and old, knowledgeable Biggie. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> and, and, like, and then, I don't uh, know. yeah, nothing really to add to it. It's the vicious villain Biggie popping through, describing this life of crime and vilified, and it was just grimy. and It was yeah. really it's grimy. It's at this point I, in the I, album, you kind of realize that you can't look at Biggie with an ethical lens because no. you will not like this album if you – adhere to proper morals like if you think political correctness (laughs) in 2017 is a good thing like the other albums were don't listen to this like nice compared to this one i mean Uh, you start you start to understand (laughs) why i mean by track three you're already starting to understand why he's ready to die dude i mean look the song is great i like the straight bars i like how he goes goes, it's five it's definitely five on five but i was just like all right this is a little twisted this is a little insane. Yeah. Um, this was a reality yeah. of like, the area. And I get it. And, and dude, don't get me wrong. I totally respect it. I'm just like, yo, mad savagery. <laughs> mad savagery. Like, 90s he's like, he doesn't yeah, give a I'm fuck. Trying. He's just, okay, Still yo, run up on a bitch. Take the gun here. Pop this. Take this. All right, bye. Oh, fuck a cop. Bang, bang. Like, well, that's what he was doing yeah. until he went to jail. Well, clearly. So, <laughs> give me the loot. Give me, anyway. Uh, Bonnie, what did you uh, give the, give me the loot I track? gave it a four on five. Okay, and um, why did we get a four on five? Well, I, like I said, points? I thought it was good. I thought it was catchy. 
Um, you know, like a decent song that you could kind of sing along with. But ah oh, shit! It the ending though, like okay. Just to be fair, he's smoking a blunt. Like just so to be gross. fair, he's so smoking. Listen, listen. It's ever like, you, you decide. Don't need to record that. Listen, he absolutely wanted to it record that he had in the words of Ludacris the sticky icky icky, and that his uh, the loudest pack was out so there. icky that it made you feel icky to listen I'm to it. Say it. Okay. He proved his point that he's got really good urbans. Ew. All right, now we should move on to the following song because it's going to be quite a lengthy journey. Oh, my God. Yep. Let's talk about Machine Gun Kelly. Funk. I mean, funk. Yeah, funk. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wave, stop. <laughs> Wave, oh, my God, no. <laughs> what the fuck are you two doing? You know we're it's recording, attacking. right? <laughs> she t- okay, listen, back to the podcast. <laughs> Machine Gun Funk. I, I, funk is, from what I can tell, the marijuana substance that he is moving in what? the drug dealer capacity. And so when he lives and dies for the funk, it's a double entendre. I was just translating because oh. Bonnie's like, oh, shit, I have to re- redo my notes now. Because <laughs> I thought it was no. my song about funk music. <laughs> That's the first wow. thought I got. <laughs> I was, but then I really listened to it and I was like, oh, this is interesting. This song is just my crime life and my rhyme life are kind of like the same thing. I just replace crimin' with rhyming. It's true. That's the song. And yeah, it's I, another song. It's like, don't do drugs. I got off of drugs and replaced it with rap. And well, that's my like. not doing drugs. We're talking about selling, selling drugs, drugs. Selling drugs. Whereas doing drugs is, depending on the drug, something yeah. Mr. Biggie Smalls is a big fan of. I don't want to go on more about this song personally because to me it's just a less good version of the last two. They're pretty much all so far kind of similar. And I give this a four on five because, again, it's an amazing flow. Da, 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 but there's nothing really amazing about this one to me. Four on five. Uh, repeat whatever he said. <laughs> just make me say it. I right, can't do it right now. I no. give it a 4.5. <laughs> you like this one best? I do like it. I love it. I think this is like a, this is the, probably the only one that I said potential save that I would actually like keep this song. Yeah, until you get to like somewhere <laughs> halfway through the album and you're like, oh. Uh, there are, I mean, there are some, some other good ones, but I really do like this one. Okay, I like the sound you, of it. You live for the funk? And I live for the funk and I die for the funk. <laughs> oh, man. I was like a rapping for Jesus lady. <laughs> That's that's was unexpected to know that Bonnie yeah. would rate a Biggie song higher than I. Yeah, I like this one a lot. Yes, it's a warning. So Bonnie, what did you think of this song? Um, it was pretty cool. Um, I ended up giving it a four on five. What? Why? Um, well, I like the concept of it. It was a very cool concept. So we have Biggie's friend Pops. So who is Pop? Pop is just Pop an is arbitrary friend. Is it just Puff Daddy or no, is it no. just like Pop, a, an Pop, actual person? Pop from the barbershop is the character in the music video. That's that all is it is. played by Puff by, Daddy. By, played by, yeah. And it's yeah. a fictional person representing a hypothetical situation that may or may not have happened to Biggie numerous times over his life. Okay. And as he wakes up in bed with two women and gets the phone call from Puff. Two Richard. women? There's like six women. <laughs> Lots of girls. It's okay. It's iconically. Okay. Iconically. They're, they're just calling to be like, hey. Um, they're so coming to stick you for your someone's paper. Someone's coming after you because you're rich now. Actually, just... I, wanted to, I wanted to speak a little bit about the music video. I. It was 
It was a... F okay, look, so my grade was a five-on-five five at first until I saw the music video. What? Yeah, and then oh, I gave it a... and then I gave it video for the 90s. Hold on, listen, listen. And then I gave it a four on... a 4.5 on five. And then it went back to five. So it's a five. Okay. okay. But the music video made me jump around. So first off, I really like the song. I really like... Okay, so don't fuck with Biggie. That was that was prevalent. Biggie will yep. inevitably you know, ambush you. Yeah. Right. He's got people everywhere. Stay strapped, Biggie. Yep. But he'll come kill you. Uh, really crazy bars. Really good flow. Uh, I think this is one of the songs that I kind of started teetering towards. Okay, I guess where this is where Holden sees where this is how it goes and blah blah blah. blah. I can <laughs> I, I understand you were talking about him earlier. Mm. And then I watched the music video and I'm like, so why are you acting like a bitch? I'm gonna say it. The entire music video, he's sitting in his, he's like, I watched the entire thing, and he's just sitting in his thing, bitching on the phone. I even wrote, so it's a cell phone video. <laughs> everyone's on their cell phones. Everyone's talking to each Dude, other. It's 95. This I, get it, I get it. I get it. I get it. No, This is the third Power single, phones. man. This was like, they're basically flossing like Hold on, like but I, I'm not shit. trying to trash it. I don't want you guys to think I'm trashing it. I don't want the viewers to think I'm trashing it. You're no, trashing I, it. I, I'm not. I just thought it was very funny. I was like, I thought here's he was Big Biggie. And phone. he's like, I'm going to fuck took, you up. See, I'm going to kill you. I took like the whole opposite. I was like, wow. Biggie knows people are coming to his house. And he has the time to eat breakfast. Yeah, he just chills. He gets he ready. Eats okay. Breakfast, bro. I mean, I I can see that. I can see that. And then, of course, at the end when he starts bucking everyone down in his house. That didn't happen in the video. No. Yeah, it did. No. Yeah, it does. Oh, there's an unedited video. There's a. I saw it. That's what I was saying. The entire video is just him in his house eating cereal. The women are there. I I wrote it. So, Iconically. Well, hold on a second. You're surprised that the song that's a phone call involved two men on their phones the no whole video no i'm not <laughs> surprised it was just for a moment i was like the entire song when you first listen to it you're like biggie will fuck you up biggie's gonna come kill you don't fuck with him don't run up in his house don't fuck with his squad i understood that but then i watched the video and i'm like biggie's talking all hard and he's just sitting in his fucking chair and i'm because like he's why he's so I, I know and then after that when he at the end of it he's got um yeah, at the end of the song, he goes, hold on, I think I hear somebody coming, or someone's yep, at the yep. door, or whatever. I have a question. Have you ever heard the expression, you don't judge a book by its cover? No, no, I don't. I, hey, listen, I listened to five tracks already. I have enough to judge enough on this track, no, okay? No, we're talking well, about the song, music video the and the song, and your judgment, basically, it changed your grade, taking effort to th rethink it through. Only to change it back because you were prejudiced at the song. Yeah, I will, I'll admit. I, I just felt like... Chris, your bigotry is no, not welcome on this no, podcast. Shut up. That's not fair. Fuck you. Today, oh. today, listen. today... Hey, 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 hey. Listen, you hurt my feelings. I'm oh, sensitive. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So, Robot Holden doesn't get like this. Does this mean that you're going to be emotional <laughs> on Headspace too? <laughs> I could be emotional if you want. We learn new things every day, people. I, I didn't like his flow. On, on the song? song? Yeah, I gave it a three out of five. This shit was boring. Oh, shit. The concept is yeah, amazing. it is a cool concept. The song is kind of... The music video is almost a redemption point to me because of how G he looks. Like, I listened to the song before I watched the video, so I knew he ambushed him at the end, and now it's just like looking at him like a fucking thug sitting there. Everybody you saw oh, yeah, the video... yeah, you hear at the end of the song... Just like the little red dots on their fore on exactly. like their foreheads, and then he kills them both. That's what made me change it. I was like, okay, it validates but it. That, but that that yeah. was 
Like for and me, he's just sitting there waiting. I knew he's this not... before I saw the music video. Fair enough. Fair enough. Like everyone else in the people who listen to Ready to Die, you're busy distracted by your beauty. Yeah, I know, but look up. But Fanny, are you ready to die? No. Um. So I thought the song was okay. And to be honest, at the very beginning, I thought it was Ice Cube. What? Yeah. Whoa. All right. Yeah. Explain. What? It sounded like Ice Cube. Okay. What? <laughs> right, all right. I, I don't agree, but no. Other people have referenced that they kind of sound the same. Okay, keep going. But I, I noted that before I read that. Sure. Anyways, um, so it's just about him talking about all the cool stuff he's got and that he can get girls and guns and blah blah blah. And yeah, it was all right. It was a three on five and just talking about that he's ready to die. That's what you got. Uh. Yeah. Okay, I so feel like sometimes Bonnie can that, find now that, like, <laughs> now that that's been said, let's like, have the real conversation. She can find a prophecy in a song about bubblegum. But the song with this level of death. Listen, listen. It's you like, will always find prophecy in a song about bubblegum. Dude, this shit was like, I, I put the headphones on and all I heard in his voice was the voice of a man who is ready to take his own life yes. because of the pain yes. because he's so desperate yes. it's not Everything like he can he... get this it's that there's no there's, he's just on the edge he's just doing things and dude the realness behind well, I get it song, that, like you know he's realness? also living in a place where these you know dying happens on a regular no, basis and the things that he's involved in this is like happens. his guilt and this is like he has at this point he's realized where... that he's fucked up and done so many stupid he, fucking bad like, things he has a terrible you know history of crime and violence and he's trying and, to like yeah, he can't this cope is like, with it all this is his realization song this is where he admits to everybody he's like i'm a total fuck up but somehow the way i got this song is like he's ready to die because he feels like he doesn't deserve what's happening to him he feels like he doesn't deserve the I'm money and the fame because he's such a he was such he's, a I like yeah in general this was really cool the reckless abandonment the way that the world has put him to this point where he's ready to die like i mean this song's a five Okay. The song is clearly a five. I feel like we're di- we're collectively disappointed in you. <laughs> I'm it's sorry. Like you find a song that has more pain than anything in the emo genre, and <laughs> you're like, this was bland. And then warning <laughs> or whatever gets a higher mark. Fuck. Wait, 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 wait! Did this song have a music video? Which one? This song. Ready to die? Yeah. Did it? No. No. So not. I think. Because she got to see the warning music video, mm. I feel like maybe that's why she kind of gave it a higher mark because there was no, more to I see. No, I marked it. these before. I oh. actually, well, I actually gave it a lower mark. Listen, listen. It was three point five. Listen, listen. I tried saving you, no, but Bonnie, Bonnie. clearly you just you were just like, no, I'm gonna stay <laughs> in this okay. hole. It's okay. Bonnie's opinion, opinion is ready Fair to die. Enough. Rough. Okay. That is. That is. Let's uh. Let's say this is a song you need to hear, man. If you're ever dealing with some shit, hearing Biggie dealing with shit will make you feel less bad about the shit you have to do. It kind of makes you go like, why am I crying so much? There you, go. And you just feel better like, okay, let's go do some work or something. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm just going to go there. home. Like, Anyway, it oh, makes man. you appreciate the fact that you have at least one more chance. Honey, give me one more chance. <laughs> no. Really? <laughs> yeah, let me guess. This song was... Really annoying and obnoxious, and you didn't like it. And no, it was okay. Uh, I gave it a four on five. Uh, <laughs> so you, you're okay with Biggie 
enjoying sex. That's an interesting <laughs> subject for you. Well, yeah, he's just, you know, bragging. I thought it made me laugh out loud, actually, um, when he started talking about his penis. Uh, <laughs> what are you like in public? Like, oh, my. <laughs> big ears. Oh, golly gee. <laughs> no, man, I have to say, I, I appreciated the intro of this song. But I could have done with this being a skit and not being the first minute and so of women calling him up and complaining. But it was proving that, you know, he's got all these girls. They um, all want him. I'm and certain. then he's just screwing every single I, girl. And when it comes to sex, I'm single. Oh, it's such a great he's start, He's just being man. honest. I, it's funny, though. I thought this song was fucking really cool, man. The, the beat is amazing. The flow is amazing. It is one of the best hooks on the album. And then let's talk about the video for a minute. So, so this is the fourth single off the song, just to put it out there. And there's a part of this video. Okay, they're in the club. They're mopping around. There's like yes, nothing happening. Yes, And it, then this is what Puffy is in the hot tub, looking at that thingy like this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's oh my god, he's touching the woman's foot, but like he's just staring at her. So like the like the. It's so weird. It's but, like, you know what was fucked with me. And the, and this is what really got to me. He's talk. They're all like Biggie, give me one more chance. And he's talking about having all these women and doing what the fuck he wants. And you know, but the sad part is, is his kid. Not hold on. In the music video, there is one point where a guy wearing a full green jumpsuit and whatever. She he's chilling at the bar, talking to some honey, and this girl walks right by and just slides his wallet right out of his pocket, and she walks off. And then I was like, whoa. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, but the lyrics that coincided with that were exactly. talking about women who exactly. were doing these types of action. Yeah. I didn't catch that the first time, but yeah. seeing the video, I was like, whoa, okay. Heard it again, Thanks. and I was you like, to catch it again. now it's it's not just about the women he's with. It's He's he's also taking it to a level of, I'm with these women because these are the type of women that surround me. Wow. These are the yeah, type of women that... Let's be real. Up, There's a whole a song dedicated to that subject yeah. we'll get to. Yeah, that's However... I think this song is fucking hype, and if it were not for the fact that I do not want to listen to those phone calls, and I, I listen to this four or five times mm -hmm. now, those phone calls do not. Like, you start memorizing the phone calls, and you're, like, reciting them a bit on the bus, and you're like, okay, okay, this is weird. And if it wasn't <laughs> for the phone calls, I'd be giving it a five, because it's worthy of a five, but it's a four. Yeah. Similar? Yeah, no, I, I look, I'll give it a 4.5. The next thing is fuck me and I'm not gonna put the fucking cut here. Yeah. We'll just change the title as you'll have seen. This is the shittiest thing on this fucking album. I don't know why it's here. I don't know why he, he did this. I mean, I get maybe right after one more chance, okay. Well, well I think it's just look, trying to prove that him, you can get. So it's Lil' Kim and him simulating sex in the studio on a chair and they're talking. And then he, he's like, fuck you, bitch, in like this tone it's of voice. It's basically just weird. them you know having what? like gross, dirty talk. You know what? You know what? You I think, chicken wings, you I think nasty the whole ass point, fucker. No, but I think the whole point is is that because I, I noticed that there was a change after that song with the album. That the album kind of... It gets sexier? Not sexier, like but more like he's he, he seems to be a little bit more depressed and not as angry. He's still got that... That, like, I'm from the streets type thing, but now it's more about his personal side. I feel I like... I don't know that I fully agree with you. I think that Respect is a song where that's not necessarily true. Well, he has to bring album. it back at one point, but, but like, I do feel some type of vibe okay, change after okay. this. Sorry, just to contradict you, but this 
The song after this is contradicting you. It's very gangsta and hard. And Fuck Me is just the worst shit on this album. Yeah. I heard it. And, like, the first time you hear it, it's like, oh, that is weird. Yep. Why am I listening? And then the second time you're like, wait a second. You're telling me one of the most classic albums of all time has a full minute and 30 seconds of Biggie fucking on it. And then the third time you hear it, you're like, no, that's right. That's just Biggie. (laughs) And then you're picturing him and you're like. Yeah. It's just gross. So, fuck me, got a one. Go to two. Um, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't know. What, I, I didn't know what to say about this song. I was okay, just like, Chris? okay. What? Well, yeah, it was just a piece of shit waste of time. <laughs> Moving on to the what? Flat out, I've been in a frustrated place lately, and it's not been very simple to live life in this current frame of mind. And I apologize. I, and when I hear these lyrics, "Fuck the world, don't ask me for shit," I yep. was like, that's it, man. And First of all, Method Man is the shit. I fucking love this dude. His verse is power and hungry, and he just comes at it more vicious than Biggie, in my opinion. Now, Biggie has this nice flow and shit, and Biggie, from what I understand, did this after Method Man's verse was already recorded and shit. And so Biggie could have, you know, whatever, but put it out. Fun interview with Method Man going on about how he heard through the grapevine that Biggie was even telling people that what I thought, that, you know, Method Man had killed Biggie on this song. And Method Man was like, nah, man, I thought we was equal, but if Biggie's saying it, I'll fucking uh, accept it. And uh, it was really cool, man. I was not expecting that the only other featured rapper on this entire album would be my man, Method Man. And uh, it was a very pleasant surprise. So right after the song, fuck me and right after chris was like the tone changes it goes right back into a proper <laughs> tone and it was amazing to me this shit is a straight five like it is a great back and forth song between wow. these two well i gave it a five on five as well it was a really great song i do enjoy listening to method man um i'm actually enjoyed i'm really excited to do wu-tang that's gonna be a great album for a classic quest episode but um again i have to admit uh, method man did kill biggie on this track but you know what, you know you know what? what? biggie is a humble person i was watching some interviews today and he was like he's, no, he's humble so he was able to was just venom like biggie had been on the rest of the album it's like biggie just wasn't as venom oh that there goes my vibe changing biggie with matt there he did something different is what i felt okay and it came off like this but in the context of the album it, the way hip-hop has evolved this is how we perceive it now now i like what biggie did it was a different flow and I appreciate it wasn't the same, but Method Man was unexpectedly fucking way amazing. All right, Bonnie, crush our spirits. <laughs> I know that look. No, I don't even want to say it. Just say it. <sighs> like, I feel like I really, I actually do want to change this one, but I'm going to go with my initial. This is the first That's time I ever heard do. it. Have some, hip-hop is said, <sighs> stand your ground and be real, baby. All right, I got to stand by my word. Okay, so babe. my f- initial first reaction to this song was a two on five. <laughs> I thought it was this? boring. <laughs> a two on five. I thought it was boring that there wasn't much to it, um, and I actually wrote down in bold, "Biggie is better." <laughs> so there goes your everybody's method man. You know what, Bonnie? Story. <laughs> but I learned about Wu Tang Clan a little bit, and that they didn't all like um, Biggie. They what? They didn't like, they all, not all of them liked Biggie. Mm. 
But as we know about the Wu-Tang Clan, Bonnie, they are not something that you should be fucking with. No. Bad move. Well, clearly you gave look, <laughs> clearly you gave Method Man a two on five. And so yeah. you are fucking with so oh. No, no, just one of them. D- the fuck with <laughs> one, you fuck with all. That is how he could a real woo. <laughs> like he, he's well, like into okay, okay. Well, we can chat. Let's just let's just not let things get a little too juicy Method here. Man. She she called it. She I I would want tea with this. you. Juicy. <laughs> oh, good baby, baby. It, it was just a dream. I used, used to read Word Up magazine. Salt and Pepper used to be bumping in the limousine. Can be said about the, the whole Wu-Tang thing. I gotta say, the way he goes, it was just a dream, is real similar to the way he says it on Cream from the Wu-Tang Clan. Just take a holler at the track, Cream. We'll get there, don't get me well, wrong. Well, maybe Biggie liked the Wu-Tang Clan, Absol- but the Clan didn't like him. It's possible. And uh, I, I don't know, maybe there was some abiding accusations going on, because uh, clearly it was very similar. I just had to throw that out there. I've always thought that, and I wanted to say it on the record. On the other hand, this song is the perfect fuck you to all of his haters, because, yo, what could they say? Yep. He dropped out of high school... And then he ended up getting that life that he really wanted. And the video, and this is the lead single, right? This is the song that Biggie came out with. Yep. And uh, the video is like he wants to become like this Scarface, like, no, sorry, that was Nas. Biggie wanted to just get rich and shit. And you see it in the video, how he ends up at the end being interviewed and all this stuff. And, well, it was almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. I, I, there's nothing to say about this song because I didn't know. And now I know, cracker. (laughs) <laughs> five on five absolutely there's not much to say about the like song if you haven't heard the song you gotta hear the song and then when you hear the song yeah. you know. understand it's <laughs> like, like it's just it. it it's like, yeah. it's like it. when you know you know it's like it's like, it's the way my man biggie put it is best if you what did you give this song um i gave it a 4.5 on five Wait. i liked it you didn't give juicy the perfect five like it deserves no why not i didn't get the title Life's just juicy, baby. I didn't get it. But it was about, like, his struggle and about how he achieved everything. And, you know, he came from Brooklyn. You took off a half a point because of the name of the song. Well, I didn't get it. Okay, you know what? Life is just an everyday struggle. So another fantastic song about, you know, the crime life and his struggle and all the shit that's going on. You really thought it was fantastic? I didn't think it was too special. I thought it was a great song. I don't think it's a five on five. It's a, I gave it a four. Oh, it's clearly a four on five. But my point was more that after Fuck Me, we found yet another track. So 50% of the songs following it so far have yet consisted on the theme. In fact, he doesn't want to live no more. Because of the same shit that he didn't want to live no more for before Fuck Me. I'm just confused by that comment you made. You know, remind us on every song. That's okay. I just... Yeah, I don't know. But no, no, it was a four on five. It was a lesser version of some of the other songs on the album. Still great. Still worth putting on. The hook is my favorite part. It has got a great flow to it. It is the best part. That's the only reason why I gave it a four on five. And Bonnie? Um, I gave it a 3.5 on 5. I liked it. Um, I did think it sounded good. It was just talking about, you know, it was honest and talking about his struggle with um, suicide and, like, death and, you know, everything else that's going on and, like, how it's difficult for him and his friends. And he talks about Giuliani, um, the mayor of New York at that time, who was Mm -hmm. not very fair and forgiving of 
um, a lot of people, and he was kind of racist and allowed police to do a lot of bad things. I read up on that, yeah. So, And Mr. Yeah. Trump was good buddies with him in uh, 2017. Yep, yep. So Just let's not get into that. You're right, but still, it's that Giuliani is who we're talking about for the context setting. Yeah. 9-11 guy. Um, so... More importantly, you know what's amazing is doing a podcast, just me and my bitch. <laughs> waiting for Chris to stop texting in the middle of recording. Relax. Uh, me and my bitch is a very interesting song about Biggie's ideal woman. And in 2017, listening to it, it's like, whoa there. But I'm certain in 1993 or 4 when he recorded and wrote this shit, it was a little less whoa there. And more, uh, I want a bad bitch before she was called a bad bitch. I mean, there's a lot of that shit kind of happening nowadays, I find. I find that there's this facade of being a bad bitch. And a lot of these kids are just like, yeah, I'm a bad bitch. I'm willing to do this shit. Oh, and man, then yeah. he's defining what a bad yeah, bitch yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. He's defining song. the actual thing who's willing to actually do half the shit he's talking about. But if she gets out of line, I'll beat ya. And I don't know what he means. It kind of implies it could be the pussy, but it's probably not. Well, I, mean, I don't really think that that's what he means. But, you yeah. didn't appreciate that lyric? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I don't know. It was it was a cool song. But then I, the girl, there's the other girl that's talking to Puff Daddy, and, you know, she references that uh, she'll cut his dick off. Yes, that's true. So, I have to I say, mean, I appreciated the fact that Biggie is aware of his weakness for the, the strange, as we may call it. And strange? He appreci- Does that mean girls? That means girls. That's weird. A dish strange women that are not the, the vagina you're allowed to venture into. Oh. And, uh... What I can say is I thought it was very self-aware to let the lady know that she's going to have to do shit like hide his keys because otherwise he's going to prowl the town and uh, investigate. Well, I mean, look, if you've, got, if you've got this well-known awareness that you've got a problem, I mean. I'm uh, just saying it, it was whatever. It was it was a cool song, a four on five. I don't know yeah. that I really bump it again really that often, is. but it was worth listening to. Four on five. The strangest yeah. love song I've ever heard. Yeah. Mm. I also gave it a four on five. It was sad when, like, well, spoiler alert, she's going to die at the end. Why? She dies from yeah. the five O's. Shot in the heart for him. Uh, maybe it wasn't the five O's. The five O's were there. I don't remember who killed her. I don't know if it specified how she died. But uh, he, he did answer. in Brooklyn. He did answer the 911 pager to confirm if it was major or minor. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Let's move on to Big Papa. Second single off of the album, and it comes out on Christmas Eve. That's dope. I actually really enjoyed this song. This is one of the first songs that I ever got introduced to Biggie with. Yeah. And I had to give it a straight five on five. It gave me the same feeling as when I was a kid when I first heard it. Let's say I had a slightly different experience. So I heard the hard ball, and I was like, whatever. I'm not into this beat. It's kind of slow, and I ignored it. Then mindless self-indulgence, I got into them for a while. And their cover of Big Papa is amazing. And I fucking really, really, really like it a lot, man. Clearly. And, uh, <laughs> then I went to this album. I don't know this guy. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Listening to those lyrics with Biggie doing them and that beat now at this age was really nice. It's so amazing. It's so smooth. 
And, like, you can just picture Biggie in the jacuzzi smoking L's while she does him. And what does that mean? I hear a whole bunch of people talking about that. Smoking L's is smoking a large paper, a king size. See, Bonnie's confused because rappers use the word L kind of indiscriminately yeah, for multiple purposes. Yeah, I feel like purposes. I hear it in all kinds of songs. Like, even in, in other cases, he might take no L's. No yeah. losses. That, that's not the I've same thing that. as smoking an L like Nelly did while he, you took a ride with him. Ah. That was some Indo you were consuming. Hmm. All um, right, good to know. That's right, Mommy. When you were singing, you were talking about smoking weed with Nelly the whole time. <laughs> Big Papa is fantastic. The video is kind of lame. It's just... I gave it a five on five. I mean, but you know the what? Whole video, the I like the scene. whole. I like the whole vibe, relaxed jazz feel to it. The like whole the in the club. Suit. It, it, it's just <laughs> everybody's in the club, but not everybody's like not like nowadays when you watch these type of videos and you're like, I'm Big Papa, I'm the shit. It's like everybody's jabbing. Yeah. This, it's like everybody's just got their hands in the air. Yeah, but just did a beat. No, but that's exactly it. That's exactly it. It's like the the way he portrayed, the way he did the song, and he was like, I like it when they call me Big Papa. Like I'm, Put I'm king shit. But it's such in a very melodic. Yeah. yeah, but he's not like. He's not like in your face. Get down! I'm gonna do this. He's he's like, yo, I like it when they call me Big Man. Like this is who it is, you know. Like okay. this is well, me. But he's very relaxed with it. Five on five. Five on five. It's a classic. It, it is truly a remarkable song. That was weird. This it's is, just me offering you my respect, buddy. That was weird. This song is amazeballs. Even with the intro. Yeah. No. What? The intro is the one thing that got me off. Which uh, intro? The intro to this song. What intro? Isn't that the one with the fucking blowjob? That's the end of the song. Oh. The blowjob is the outro, guys. It's how the song ends. It doesn't start I with totally the thought it was the intro. It starts with the girl with, uh, what's her fucking name? I wrote it down. It starts with Diana, Diana. King fucking yes. coming in with the killer fucking vibes. And Biggie starts rapping about being in the womb and he's being born. born and the whole first verse is literally biggie coming out the vagina and everything the umbilical cord yeah and i'm like very very graphic in my entire life i have never considered that in a rap song i've never encountered that like a rapper rapping about being born well, yeah. I mean, Eminem does, you know, Eminem does a relate to, like, placentas Eminem, and shit. Eminem will just say it for shock value. Biggie wanted to let you know how he felt as a fetus. <laughs> like, so he bad. really he knew how he felt. Well, he wasn't a baby until after the end of the verse. Well, yeah. And then so. he became a baby on the song. The, the fucking chorus is hype as yes. fuck. It Diana is such a King good energy. Such a fucking great like, job. Just, it's ridiculous. It's you cool kinda, reggae sounding. You kind of feel like an OG listening to it, even if you're not. Even did if you feel like an OG, Bonnie? That, see, that's my point. She said yes because she listened to the song. You can see it in her face. What? I didn't say anything. So, what did you think of this song? I, I mean, it was okay. I didn't really get that much out of it though, and I gave it a three point five. What the fuck? <sighs> Let me ask you a question. Yeah. How much did the blowjob take points off the song? Well, why? Wait. And just so everybody knows, a there's a blowjob blow at the end of the song because I felt like even with the way he asked her, I was like, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Oh, Dude, no, this no, no, no. this sounds like really <laughs> physical right now. No, no, no. At the end of this song, as everybody listening to this review probably knows, Biggie literally and actually gets his dick sucked at the end of the song. Like, there is dick sucking 
happening. That's the, the only not... point that got taken off for me. Everything else was cool. What? Fuck it, man. Dude, no, it fuck that shit. Me. I don't need to hear some next man get his point, dick sucked. At one point, right. I'm certain I asked her if she'd be down to record that. I know, because I was inspired I by the story of Biggie doing it. No. Like, it is truly, like, I would love that to happen in my life. Wink. No. That's fine. I it's will never listen five. to that song. It's a five on five. It is truly great. Four on five. And fuck it. This is a song worth five. keeping on the playlist because that the rest of it is fucking wait, 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 wait. amazing. You didn't like fuck me, but you like this. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of hot. There's like picture going on. And it was a legitimate blowjob. It wasn't some fake ass shit. That was as real as can be. I can respect that, man. That's like your own porno on record. All right, you know what? He's no friend of mine. This guy could be a big baby. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That, yep. That's, yep. That's the song. Well, he's just jealous and he wants revenge. This whole song. <laughs> he's vindictive. He he's that. vindictive. Like, oh, that girl cheated on me, so I'm gonna be a big old meanie to women. And that's a little hypocritical. Yeah. You've been sleeping around yeah. with them next no, bitch. Exactly. He's trying to say that the reason he is like this is because like three girls cheated on him back when he was fat with his lazy eye and shit. Fuck off, Biggie man. Listen, tons of you dudes out there do this shit all the time. Some girl hurts you and you treat women bad because of it. Fuck all of y'all. Well, he's just kind of like, don't mess with me. Because this is the kind of stuff yeah, I'm no, going to no. do. That's the attitude that I'm not appreciating like, in this moment. He's like, I'll with your sister. Right, that's fucking stupid, dudes. Look, I understand that Biggie comes from another time. But you folks watching this, if you think that Biggie was on to something, rethink some shit, bro. It don't work. Look, man, it's just respect. Look, if you go up to women and, like, look, I'm sleeping with other people with all respect, chances are you can find eight of them still. Just don't be a dick about it. Okay, I gave it a four on five. <laughs> this was one of those moments where when I'm editing it after, I'm going to see the look on her face and know that if we weren't recording, I'm in trouble. Okay. Four on five. <laughs> four on five. I, have, I don't really have much to say about this, sorry, to be honest. Um... It's a good track. I like the funky flow. I like the way he came in. I like this. Somewhere around here, I was like, oh, okay. Biggie's got that. I can see why people started to like him and everything. Well, it's catchy. It, it is very on. catchy. It very funky. It took 15 funky. fucking songs to start to figure out why Biggie is one of the greatest of all times. I listen, Shall we say GOAT? I just like to say I listened to the entire Tupac album, and I still think uh, Biggie might be better than Tupac personally. Now, that is, I can't argue against that. Half the internet agrees with you. I'm a firm believer that Pac is the superior rapper. It's just that Pac had a lot of shitty friends, so Biggie's album is a lot nicer. Not, not, not about that. I don't even want to talk about the friends. I really just think that, you know what, Pac articulates his message super, super, super amazingly, but there's something with Pac's voice that, for me, I'm just like... No. Uh, okay, and then Biggie... let's stop here before a fight happens, bro. But I'm down for this. I'm West down side. to rumble. I don't know how to represent oh shit. Listen, this shit's. <laughs> I ain't even gonna represent shit. This shit's unbelievable. Uh, there's a whole story on the beat of this song, and I got real into it. Did you though? Oh, let's hear it. Okay, so DJ Premier was like popping at this point, and Biggie hollered at him and was like, "I need a beat," and he was like, "No," and then Biggie just kept hollering, and he was like, "No." And then he was like, listen, I'll give you 5000 And he's like, dude, I cost way more than 5000 but because I love you, I'll fucking do it for you. And I'm like, okay. And then uh, Biggie shows up in the studio. He hears the beat. And apparently he just sat there for hours, just like not moving, not talking, not doing anything. So then like 2, 3 in the morning, Premier's like, yo, what the fuck, Biggie? 
and then he just got up, walked into the booth, and spit the fucking song. Yeah, he no pen, doesn't need any no paper. paper. He just sits there, and he writes the whole thing in his head. And I'm like, that's fucking interesting. That's fucking cool. I don't know yeah. if it's really freestyling, but it's definitely interesting. Yeah. I mean, being able to write an entire verse, how long is the song again? It's like four minutes. Yeah. Four minutes. To be able to write an entire four-minute song in your head without pen and paper is just absolutely incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Well, I he didn't use a lot. That's they, like most of this album. He wasn't using pen and paper back then. A lot of it was just written like this. Biggie would just do his thing, get ready, go in the booth and spit. That's part of why Biggie's considered one of the greatest. Is because what Pac did write shit, and Biggie inevitably used pen and paper later on. And there were other people involved in the songwriting credits of a lot of these songs. But Which, yeah, that's true. At the same time, Puff Daddy was involved in the album, so people might have just been in the room and got a credit. Who knows? Probably. I, I thought this song was a four on five. I thought the beat was a little wonky. And B-I-G-I-E, what is that spell? Biggie is a line that really <laughs> fucking, or get it. It was the get it that really bugged me. I just didn't like that Just because so line. many fucking people have done that since and rap, and it's just off. I don't know. Yeah, it's just overkill. Oh. I gave it a four yeah. on five as well. I'm just gonna... I gave it a three on five. Yeah. Why? Um, I thought it was a good song, but... I didn't think it was the best song. Um, you're just learning a little bit more about him and that, you know, he's from the worst um, neighborhood in Brooklyn. I mean, let's just be fair. And the entire the album, you're learning about him. Yeah, that's what I mean. You just, keep, you just keep learning more and more about him. And it was a good song, but not his best. No. No. No, but at least it's better than having these suicidal thoughts. Oh, my God. Why do you sound like that? This... This was an experience. Yeah. It is, well, it starts off and Biggie calls Puff. Of course, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop. Of course Puff's there. And uh, then the whole song is Biggie just pouring his heart out, like, I'm going to kill myself. Puff's like, wait, what? With really it's... obnoxious ad-libs, but like they are well-placed and they make sense. And had it been anybody but Puff Daddy, I might have really liked it. Like Buster or something. That would have been cool. <laughs> and then, pop, he's dead, and that's it. Yeah. That's the end of the album. Biggie fucking kills himself. And this crazy suicide letter, which is amazing. It is a truly blessed song, for lack of a better word. Yeah. It's very sad. I mean, five it's a very five. sad way to end the album. Five on five. One of the best closers I've ever heard on an album. Yeah, I mean, it's very emotional. It's very moving. He talks about how death is calling him, like that's an actual quote. And, and, you know, the fact that he's constantly, like, he's scared of dying, he's scared of being killed, he's scared of suicide. Like, these are all things. He has this very strong presence like, of death. He's clearly ready to die earlier in the album, and now he dies on this album. It's the perfect way to end it. Yeah, you hear him, you know, killing himself, and then and Puff I, Daddy just Chris has you know, this, like, out. look of disdain on his face because he obviously doesn't feel the same way no actually it's very interesting to hear your guys's point on this song it um made me take a moment to sit back and think about what you said a couple podcasts ago um the last two albums they were happy endings a little smooth mellow and i remember saying i remember stating that like i like the fact that they were smooth mellow and you were like oh i kind of starting to agree after a hard album blah 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 and then i started thinking about this track and i'm like no this was done perfectly. Exactly. This was done amazingly because the entire album, if if it if I think if he would have ended it on a happy note, it would have been 
whack. It would have been way off. Because you're not supposed to be happy during this album. You no. get the happy vibes, but you're supposed to kind of understand his life. To, like, feel better. Yeah, yeah no, straight yeah. five on five. Straight five on five. I gave it um, a 4.5 on five. Why didn't it lose a point? If you say Puff Daddy, I well, don't know. Well, no, I mean, it's a very sad song. It's really not one that I would want to listen to, like, every day. I wouldn't want to download it. I know, but it's, fair. it's a very good but song. Fair. But just to put it in perspective, in the way that Eminem Stan is a excellent, perfect classic, undisputable, this ranks Yeah, but like I also that. don't want to listen to Stan and that's why it, being But Stan is still a five on five, because it's a perfect song. There's nothing wrong with it. In the same way, this is perfect, except for Puffy. I can't, you can't judge her on how she rates yeah. her things. I but I also can. another thing, I mean, if we're gonna like kind of sum up the album as well, um, I mean it ends it start the album started in the very in the intro, it started with the first sound you're hearing a heartbeat and the last thing you hear in this is a heartbeat. Yeah. So it you know, it starts it's life to death for him and that's why it's called Ready to Die. And he's born and, twice on the album. Yeah. Born again. Okay. Um I gave the album altogether a four point two on Five. It is a classic, uh, indisputably. No, it's a four. I gave it a four point four on five. It was. It, it's a classic. It's. It if got. And you gotta consider if "Fuck Me" wasn't on there, the mark would have been higher. Yeah. And you, Bunny? Uh, my overall rating was a three point seven. <laughs> I wanna. I wanted to say something because I gave Nas's Illmatic a four point eight, as we can recall. And when rewatching the editing, Chris did not give it a four point nine. He gave it a four point eight. You can't do math. <laughs> just gotta put it out there maybe I'll but, double check my math but I gotta also say that Nas got such a high mark on an album that was nine actual songs long with a very short intro and Biggie banged this out with granted there's a shitty little interlude otherwise 16 power tracks because that intro counts as a full thing and that 4.2 is is really a heavier weight than let's say the 4.8 of Nas at this point. It, it, you know what? In some way, I guess. I guess it kind of equivalates. I guess it kind of equivalates, given the Not, fact that he's got more songs. I mean, if Biggie was able to pull out and bang out nine perfect tracks without a shitty interlude and all this stuff, would it possibly could be compared to? I don't, Nas I don't know that there's much you could have done to this album to have made it like you couldn't take these songs off, and that's the thing. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair so, enough. But you have to also them. think like, like. Biggie had more to show on more songs. But that's why. And because of the wider array of things, there was the higher likelihood of me not liking something, whereas Nas yeah. almost played it safer and wrote this thing, and I appreciated it, and I kind of wish Illmatic would have been longer. A little bit, <laughs> having heard this. I don't know. I don't. Anyway, anyway. Anyway. We're, we're like really pushing this episode. I know it's longer than normal. Sorry, guys. Next week, we're talking Eric B. and Rakim, paid in full. It's been a pleasure to have y'all. Subscribe, like, share, comment, correct us. Tell Bonnie yeah. she's lovely. She got new hair. Tell her new it's hair. wonderful. New hair, I'm like a unicorn. And, yeah, okay. And uh, <laughs> anyway, take